This is The Social Branding Show, your window into all things social media and branding for your business. Welcome to The Social Branding Show. My name is Bami with Inbound Video Pros, and this is the place where we talk about all things social media, branding, and how to grow your business online. Today with us on the show, we have Megan. Uh, Megan is a social media manager, and Megan, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well, how about you? I'm doing really well. (laughs) Uh, Megan, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, so I started out working in the music industry, uh, specifically doing music artist management. Um, So that kind of involves anything from dealing with an artist's personal life to you know, hiring their tour personnel, managing their budgets, um, alongside with their business management teams, marketing. And so I started to be the person who got the responsibility of managing social media campaigns and socials for all of our artists in uh, the music management world when I was working in that uh, back in Los Angeles. And from there, I transitioned to working at Universal Music Group uh, as a digital marketing manager uh, in New York. And I just moved here to Chattanooga last year. We're happy to have you. Thank you. (laughs) And so I've been working uh, as a social media manager here uh, since I moved here almost a year ago. And I've been working still a a few clients in the music industry, but I've expanded as well into skincare. Um, So, yeah. So, just jumping right in, um, a lot of businesses already have social media presences, but I think for so many people, for a lot of you know small business owners, it's hard to prove the case for why exactly they should be on social media. It sometimes feels like just the vanity vanity thing you do, you know, just like you you do it because everybody else is doing it. What's the actual business case for social media? I would say that the business case for having a presence on social media is that it is a easy reminder uh, to get about your uh, to get out to potential clients about your business. Um, so essentially, you don't have to pay to use it. You can pay to be using the advertising, but it's a free form to grow and remind people about your business and about your services. How, how do you actually then do that online? So I would say being consistent. And when I say consistent, I don't mean post three times a day. I know that's a misconception that a lot of people hear when they are told you need to have your social pages up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to do overkill. No one wants to be spammed on social media. Something that as a business you have to also remember is that it's social media first and foremost. So finding unique ways that you can be creating content or you know sharing a testimonial from a client directly um, that makes it a bit more social and personable rather than here's this product, we're offering this, and here is also a discount on it. Um, so basically, don't turn your social media account into just 24-7 advertising. Correct. You shouldn't be posting three times a day. If you're on Twitter, you are welcome to post as much as you want. Um, the Twitter algorithm actually favors the more you post. But if you're posting on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, three to five times a week is really all you need to be engaging your audience and engaging a new audience. Um, Usually posts take about 24 hours to 48 hours to 
reach their maximum potential. So you want to allow time for your posts to live a bit. Um, and ways that as a business you could be engaging your audience doesn't have to be just sharing what your services are. It could be finding a niche where you can help a potential audience and your existing audience. If you're a mechanic, you could be creating a tutorial video on how to fix a flat tire uh, in the interim before someone is able to get to your, your service. Uh, finding ways that engage them, make them want to stick around after discovering and using your service so, because there's a value. Right, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. So you just want to be delivering value as much as possible. Exactly. Um, I feel like what, what I've noticed with a lot of brands on social media is it can get a lot like just impersonal. You know, there, there, yeah. there's a bit of many brands, they don't have a personality, they're afraid to have a personality, and so they, they, they settle for this middle-tier corporatism, mm -hmm. and it's very boring and bland. How do you avoid doing that? How do you avoid falling into the boring trap as a business on social media? I think y you not only, you know, you don't just use graphics. Don't just use a graphic that's created with words on it. Um, show what your business is about. Show what a day in the life of your business is like. Show yourself at the end of the day, usually a business owner in the same way that in the experience that I've learned digital marketing in music, um, the musician, the artist, the business owner is the biggest selling point. Why does someone want to do business with you? What about you separates you from another business owner in that same industry and find ways to convey that versus just putting up a nice photo. And obviously you might need to uh, you might need to put together a strategy of how you're going to go about that. Mm -hmm. Showing who you are as a business owner on your Instagram stories or on your YouTube might be the place to do that versus on your Instagram feed or Facebook feed, for example. I see. So, like, be contextually aware of what, like, the medium is, but also aim to show your personality. Right? Exactly. And Find the proper place to show your personality. Give someone a reason to look at your stories that might be different than just looking at your posts, for example. You talked a bit about strategy, right? Mm -hmm. So you are a social media manager, marketing manager. You've dealt with strategy for massive brands and you know just individuals. If I came to you and I said, I have no idea what to do with my social media. We have 20 followers. We've been doing this for the last year. You know, we've been doing all the bad things you said we shouldn't do. So we've been posting a bunch of graphics. We've been talking about our deals and offers. How do you correct that? What's the strategy that I need to take going into 2020? What would you tell me? I would tell you that you need to think about what the message and story you're trying to convey is, first and foremost. Okay. Um, know what you're trying to portray to your audience. Is it that you are a baker and you make cakes, or is it that you enjoy making cakes and you also offer gluten-free options or vegan options or whatever that niche within your business might be yeah. or within your industry. Um, find what that story can be and figure out what is the best way to convey it. 
So you have to start with your messaging basically mm -hmm. and ask like, what's the overarching theme mm -hmm. of who I am, how I want to present myself, and then you go into the nitty gritty of how do we actually you know, put this out there. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, I think sometimes a misconception when it comes to social media and digital marketing is that your social media and your digital marketing leads your strategy. It does not lead your strategy mm. in ways it helps drive it, but your marketing strategy comes from the story that you're building and you use your digital marketing strategy and your social media strategy to complement what that larger story is, if that makes sense. Right, so it's a place to reinforce like the and messaging that you've already put up beforehand. So you have to do the groundwork and figure out who you are, how do you talk to people, what do people wanna hear from you, and then you go to social media and then you go, say it over and over again in different entertaining ways basically yeah and i think that's a good point that you just brought up is different entertaining ways you don't want to be putting out the same exact piece of content multiple times social media algorithms will kind of nix that mm. uh, you want to be finding and coming up with creative new ways or something that has a bit more variety to continue telling that story even if that story is somewhat repetitive there's always a different way and a different angle that you can take to approach that story or tie that story in right so um if i just as is like highlight level Tell me about the three things I should be doing and the three things I shouldn't be doing on social media. Okay. So a few basics that you should do are post regularly. And when I say regularly, I'm gonna go back to that three to five times per week when it okay. comes to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you're probably fine with two uploads a month. The more you can do, the better. I'm not saying necessarily daily, but weekly would be mm. ideal if you could do that. Um, and and really quickly, is that just for the algorithm, or is that also because people, you know, respond better when you post more often? People don't respond better if you post more often if it's in their face. Mm. So that's why I'd say you don't want to be posting on. Facebook or Instagram three times a day, five times a day, that's a bit much. Yeah. But, you know, three to five times a week, even if you haven't been doing it regularly, if you can just start doing it once a week, that's gonna do a lot more than, than doing nothing for a right. month at a time. Because I think how the algorithm works is it kind of prioritizes displaying you know once they moved to the non-linear timelines on most social media sites mm -hmm. it started going okay if people are if people see your your content more often then they'll serve your content more often or That's engage true. with your content more often yes. so you need to start giving people a chance to engage with your content so that they can keep getting served that content mm -hmm. basically yeah and so the algorithms are if someone engages with your photo or with your video they're more likely to get the next photo or video as long as it is still within the same types of content that they're engaging with. Mm. So what I'm saying by that is you want to create your story. Um, if you are a coffee shop and you post a photo of a latte, um, you might want to do a photo of a different latte that is in a slightly different setting the next time, but you're still showing something that 
someone has already engaged with, so they might want to still engage with it, and the algorithm will still service it to them because they've already engaged with similar content and they continue to engage with that. As opposed to what kind of content would you do that would throw them off the cycle that you've set up? I would say something that would be in opposition to that latte post might be a photo of an event happening Mm. at your coffee shop. Um, You could post a photo of the setup of that event show the aesthetic of it because someone who likes a good looking latte is also going to like the aesthetic of what an event looks like but when it comes to people at the event just hanging out and about that would be better serviced for your instagram stories or your facebook stories or Twitter. Okay, so if I'm not completely missing the ball, it's like you need to start getting a theme, like start curating your content so that it there's a sense of uniformity or more like a sense that a cohesion maybe is a better yes, word. Yes, I would say a okay. cohesive type of content that people are going to know what they will get and expect from following your page. Okay. If you think about it, an, an Instagram influencer or a blogger you know you're going to find fashionable items, new trends, new beauty products, for example. So someone's gonna follow that Instagram influencer because they like their style, they like their Mm. aesthetic, they want to see what new products, what new lifestyle things there are that could be offered from that influencer. Is it a new restaurant? Is it a new hairbrush is a new flat iron <laughs> going down a very girly lane there but uh, I, I can completely relate as you can tell yeah know your brand stay on brand if you are someone who rebuilds classic cars mm-hmm. that's what people are going to want to see on your feed they want to see the new cars that you have just well not new classic cars that you've made look like now mm-hmm. and how can you show that process? You can show that process by just holding a selfie video on your phone and uploading that on your stories. I would not put something like that on your feed if your feed is about showcasing those All the beautiful cars. polished cars when they're done. Exactly. Right. Put that on your YouTube channel. You could do that even on Facebook Live. You could use Instagram Live. You could use YouTube Live to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Find which avenues make the most sense. But when it comes to your feed, find the overall story and theme. Stick to it, but create variety within that story. Okay, so that's point number one. We kind of went long mm-hmm. on that. Um, what's the second thing I need to be doing? Yes, second thing I would say would be spend time developing the content that you could be Mm. be putting out there for your fans take time to think about what kind of content to test out you might test out one idea of content and it might not work what's another option you could do to convey that story Um, so i think really spending time with focusing on what kind of content would resonate who your ideal client is mm-hmm. would be the second okay. step. The third thing I would say would be use hashtags to your benefit. Spend time researching big. hashtags. Big, big, big. Um, 
there's a lot of different theories that social media managers and digital marketers have when it comes to hashtags. A good strategy to try to use is choose a set of hashtags that have a small enough following. Um, by that I'm saying, you know, 500,000 to 10,000. You could even go lower than 10,000. So you don't want to be going for the hashtags that have like Millions. 5 million. No, because okay. your posts are just going to be lost in the shuffle there. You want to find the appropriate hashtags where you can have a chance to be seen. Gotcha. And there's also a ton of local hashtags that you could be finding as well so that you can grow your audience in the local area where you're looking to grow versus finding, you know, someone who might be your target audience, but they're not actually in Chattanooga, let's say. They might be... Right. And then what use do you have? Right. Because they're you not, can't convert them. Exactly. Okay. So, um, number one is know your brand, stay on brand. Mm -hmm. um, secondly... Uh, Spend time, <laughs> spend time focusing on what Developing content. your content, right? Yeah. Testing it out and just make sure that it's well thought out. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, hashtags. And don't just like cast a super broad net, you know, find people in your niche and then go after them. Give yourself a chance to shine. And also, you know, I'm guessing hashtags are because you want to be discovered. Yes. Right. Well, now, especially on Instagram particularly, because people can follow hashtags, mm. that's where a lot of discovery comes from, and that can also influence your chance of of ending up in the discovery discovery tab on Instagram um, particularly. So you want to use that to your advantage. If someone likes a photo that might have Chattanooga photographer in it, you know, then they're most more likely to get your post if you're using that as well. Okay. So what do I need to be avoiding? Things I would avoid are graphics that have words on them. Okay. If it has a few words, that's fine. But if the majority of your graphic is words and looks like a flyer, use it for stories Boom. or t you could use it on Twitter as well. Okay. Facebook actually has a tool that you can use to upload your graphics and videos so that you can see if there is too much of a ratio of graphic to text. All right, so avoiding lots of graphics, what is something else that I need to not be doing? I would avoid posting every single day and I would avoid posting multiple times a day. Okay. I know that's a simple one that we kind of discussed already, but I can't urge it enough. So don't post every single day. Yeah, the, if you are posting too much, your overall engagement is going to be lowered and your discovery is based on your engagement and how many people are engaging with you and are they engaging with you consistently over you know, the amount of followers you have. So but that's really for your main feed, right? Like for something like stories yes. and like you said, Twitter as well. Those places, the expectation is that you post multiple times a day. So exactly. that's appropriate contextually there. Correct. So right. for your feed. Um, yeah. And, and two, I would say this might be moving on to the third one. Don't post the same exact content 
every single day. And when I say don't post the same exact content every single day, that might come off a bit confusing compared to what I said about find your story mm -hmm. and find what content works for you. What I mean is do not post that same flyer three times in a month. Don't post the same video three times in a month. We're here sitting and we're doing a podcast and we're being filmed. Don't post the same clip from this video right. three times within that month. Because that's bad for engagement. Exactly. Choose maybe two, maybe three videos to give a bit of a variety of information that someone's going to be getting. But also, mm. you know, you'd want to split that up with something that might look a bit different okay. as well. Right, so engagement is everything, and you're always wanting to be making your content from a standpoint of what's going to get more the most people to engage with me consistently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and then I can give one more don't sure. as well. Please. Um, another don't I would say is there are a lot of companies and digital marketers out there who tell you that they can grow your following fast a lot of times a fast result is not... Is a fake result. Exactly, it's not gonna give you the return on the investment you're looking for. Um, some, a very common strategy that's done is follow and unfollow, mm. um, where a bot or a company, whether it is a bot or a human going and doing this, will follow a large amount of accounts um, and then unfollow them. Which is just take advantage of reciprocity where people follow you back mm -hmm. and then find that you've unfollowed them right after. Yeah, and, and a lot of times when someone's doing that, what you end up finding is the, the accounts that they were following and unfollowing who then follow you back end up being bot accounts. They're not real mm. accounts. And so what that actually does over time, you may not notice it immediately, um, but what you will notice is that your overall engagement rate on your profiles will will decline, um, which makes it very difficult to then increase your engagement, which is going to grow your organic following over time. Yeah, that's very funny. It's like you try you try to do something dodgy mm -hmm. and on the back end you're getting you know paid back by someone else who's yeah. doing something dodgy and yeah. Yeah. It's especially because um, for for those of you who don't know actually Facebook and Instagram are part of the same company. Mm. So their algorithms and their initiatives work similarly and they will go and they clear out those bot accounts over time and it may not it may not not take a it may not take a hit <laughs> immediately mm. on your account but they'll they catch up to it. So Yeah, and all your growth can just be wiped away. Mm -hmm. it, not like it was real in the first place anyway. Exactly. Though. So you just talked about not doing all these, you know, grow quick schemes, um, watch out for all that sketchy stuff. Uh, but you have talked about this idea of pods. What are pods, what do they do for a business and how do we get into them? So pods essentially are community groups that you find online with the incentive of joining them in return for getting other accounts on your socials to engage with your posts. So the way it would work is if I go and find a, um, a pod for a clothing shop, 
or a fashion blogger mm-hmm. type pod and I own a clothing shop, uh, I would look for that pod, I would find that pod, I would ask to enter that pod. There usually, there are some on different kinds of platforms, but there are some on Facebook groups. Um, So you would ask to enter that Facebook group and you could then go and post some of your Instagram posts, your Facebook posts into that group. And you would be expected to engage on other people's posts, and in return, they will go and engage on your posts as well. So it's basically a community of similar people, people with similar interests, where you guys both, you just all agree to work together to help increase each other's engagement. Exactly. Now, this isn't real, in a sense, it's not you know, real engagement from your potential customers. Mm-hmm. So why should this kind of engagement matter to me as a business person? This engagement matters, but take it with a grain of salt. I think it is an easy way to help boost your engagement for specific times when you need it. If you have a new launch, if you just, if you're that clothing brand and you are launching your spring collection, you could take advantage of a pod, let's say every quarter, every time you're launching that new spring, spring collection, fall collection, summer collection, whatever it is. It shouldn't be something that you use regularly. The algorithms will catch on to the fact that the same group of people are going and engaging on the same profiles over time. So it won't boost your overall popularity. It would just boost your engagement with that same insular group and Mm -hmm. wouldn't really be doing anything for you. Exactly. But where you can use it is for important announcements important launches within your business to get a larger visibility on that one particular post. So take it with a grain of salt to help boost what your larger messaging needs are. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Megan, it was wonderful talking to you today. Thanks for this little chat. I feel like I've learned so much about how to grow my social media. Um, Where can people find you online? So you can find me online on Instagram at eventsby.eva and you can find my website at eventplanningbyeva.com. Alrighty, well, thanks for your time. Um, Hope you guys had you know, just learned a bunch. Um, go out there, try that stuff. And stop doing all the stuff that we said <laughs> you should stop doing. Um, stop posting too much. Um, watch out for your graphics. And yeah, just give it a shot. I think social media is hugely beneficial for anyone, uh, especially because your audience can follow you anywhere and everywhere. Um, yeah, get the word out there on social media and grow your businesses.